beautiful here in California, isn't it? It's also pretty in Tennessee. This is Sparks Lane in Cades Cove near the Smoky Mountain, Mountains. It's actually part of the Smoky Mountain National Park. And uh, I left, left beauty behind. I'm actually in Virginia now, which is also beautiful. But it's wonderful to be here with you at ASI. Thank you for joining us. My name is Barbara Watson Pye. Most of you know me, if you know me at all, as Barbara Watson. Five years ago, I became Barbara Pye. But most people don't know me as that, nor would they know how to pronounce it if they saw it written. I married Renee Pye, and it rhymes with Versailles. He's uh, of French heritage, and so that's why uh, it, it looks not like what it is. Um, I'm the producer and director of the Stepfast Lifestyle series. How many of you are familiar with Stepfast at all? Okay, a little bit. All right, well, you'll learn a little bit more about that today. And here's my contact information, but um, I'll be sharing that again uh, at the end of the series of, of the seminar today. All right, before we begin, let's just have a word of prayer. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the opportunity to come together this afternoon and to look to you for inspiration regarding this marvelous plan of health that you have given and entrusted to us. And we ask, Lord, that you would um, speak to us now, give us wisdom as to how we might share these wonderful principles that many would be drawn to you through this saving health message, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. I've entitled this seminar, Common Sense Health Ministry, for such a time as this, because if ever there was a time when people are ready to hear this message, it's now. It's amazing what has happened, it continues to happen, it continues to get worse. The healthcare crisis in individuals' lives and in this nation is dramatic. And it's in the forefront all the time, as you well know, as well as the financial crisis. So it not only makes common sense that we need to take care of our health, it's good financial sense as well. When we think of uh, personal finances and, is, and the financial crisis that the country is in right now and the world for that matter, as you well know. And God has entrusted it to us, and that's what's so uh, important for us to realize. Anybody fly United yesterday? The Hemisphere magazine in the pocket. I took a few minutes to read this. And there was a very interesting interview. Alice Waters was interviewed. She is the person, if there was one person in this country who pioneered the organic food movement beginning some 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It's the 40-year anniversary of Chez Panisse the restaurant that she started in LA. And uh, most recently, she has uh, pioneered a movement called, or a program called the Edible Schoolyard, where they have gardens in many schools now in California and a school lunch program. So they're really trying to teach the children at a young age because the obesity crisis among children, it's epidemic. Some 30% of children are either overweight or obese. 
and they're trying to catch them young, as she says, before they become addicted to fast foods. This is what they're trying to do. And you can, we know that if children are obese and uh, are beginning to manifest health issues, we know as adults there's, there's going to be serious problems. And so it's a time to educate. We know that uh, adults sometimes are harder to educate than children because habits are so ingrained. And um, as I said, this epidemic is, uh, the obesity epidemic is incredible. And this issue of Hemisphere Magazine, they said it was their first annual food issue, but it was full of advertisements for medical clinics. Um, two of which were obesity treatment centers. So it's big business too, but it's just amazing what is, is out there today. And while there's lots of good food available, there's so much other food available to us that we know is what's killing us as a nation. The prevalence of it, it tastes good, it's convenient, in many cases it's cheap, and so that's the food of choice for most people. Of course, there's also what we call haute cuisine, which I call gourmet junk food. And um, what does this look like to you? The king's table, huh? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's very appealing. It's very um, fashionable. And it's entertaining. And uh, if people can afford it, this is what they want to do. And so we need to intervene um, where the problem is. And many, many people are beginning to sense. I didn't even read Alice Waters' quote. She said, people are coming to their senses. And they are, because this is what's happening. They're indulging, but then they feel lousy. They're, having, uh, they're gaining weight. And they have all sorts of lifestyle-related uh, diseases. And then comes with that the brain fog that you wake up with after you've eaten a big meal uh, in the evening, the guilt, the feelings of failure and discouragement, and depression. And on it goes. So people are ready to listen. Now this was in 1905. Education and health principles was never more needed than now. Did I just say that a little while ago? <laughs> because it's so... Um, pertinent to today, and yet it has been for years, but ever more so today. Notwithstanding the wonderful progress in so many lines relating to the comforts and conveniences of life, even to the treatment of disease, the decline in physical vigor and power of endurance is alarming. It demands the attention of all who have at heart the well-being of their fellow men. I want to tell you about a man I met yesterday. I invited him to come to the seminar, but he's not available. He was riding the same shuttle that I was from the airport. There was a little confusion there. There was a, a Brazilian lady who couldn't speak English who was coming to the ASI seminar. And she soon learned I was an Adventist. We got that far. I don't speak Portuguese. And, um, and then she asked this gentleman if he was an Adventist. And he said no, but that he'd studied with the Adventists and that uh, he'd studied with Breath of Life and uh, with a pastor up in Seattle and so on. 
And so then he and I started chatting. He was such a personable guy. He was um, well-dressed, well-spoken, but a heavy black man. And uh, I just enjoyed chatting with him. And then it turned out that we were in the same van. And um, I invited him to the seminar this afternoon. But he said that he had his dialysis appointment uh, this afternoon. And it just made me realize ever more, sometimes when we see someone, we don't think about that they're having all sorts of health issues necessarily, but indeed, uh, he was. And we talked a little bit about health and how he might get on the road to recovery. And I told him about Weimar, he was coming home, he's from um, Sacramento. And so he was very, very interested. And uh, it's so easy when we mingle with people to understand the kinds of problems that they're having. And we have the answers. Many transgress the laws of health through ignorance, and they need instruction. This man needs instruction. But the greater number know better than they do. That's why this health message is different from any other message, because it addresses this issue. We all can relate to it. I don't know about you, but a few times I've done not what I knew was best. And it's a universal problem, really conquering the appetite and making the best uh, and sensible choices. And we know that that takes self-control. And that's why this is the entering wedge, because the answer is not just information about physical health. It's about knowing Jesus and receiving the power to do what we know to do. There are all kinds of programs out there. And you've probably heard of lots of these. There's good information uh, that we're getting from the China study and from uh, Dr. Esselstyn's work. And they've collaborated now. You've probably heard of Forks Over Knives. How many of you have seen that? Okay, a good number of you. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we need to play off of these things that are available. But this is not our message. Make sure you understand that. I was saddened recently, I consult with a lot of the leaders of Stepfast Seminars, and uh, one was telling me that she had a lady come to the last supper club. They have a supper club that's a follow-up to their Stepfast Seminar. And um, she has written a book, uh, Reversing um, Lupus, because that's what has happened in her experience. She has had a complete recovery, something like that, recovering from lupus, something like that. And she's actually been to Weimar, and she um, has a lot of information. And she said that she agreed to speak at the next uh, supper club. I said, oh, wonderful. I said, now, is she an Adventist? She said, no, she's an atheist. As though, isn't that remarkable? It is remarkable. What's more remarkable is that we would have her speak in one of our seminars. You see, that is not our program, just the information about how to recover physical health. And we need to be honing our sword to know how to make that connection and how to present the complete message. The Daniel Fast, I picked up a, couple, a copy of that the other day, very interesting, 
one of the most complete programs I've ever read um, that incorporates physical health and dietary habits and lifestyle uh, leading to the spiritual. Um, however, it's, there's error in this book because this person doesn't have the light that we have. And, um, and this is a 21-day program that's very much a fast, and then you can resume your normal lifestyle. And so that's, that's the approach. I'm sorry? No, fasting with what Daniel ate, which is hopefully what we eat every day. It's, it's fasting with a vegan diet, you see, um, and then returning to eating a normal diet. Right. There are many ways of practicing the healing art, but there is only one way that heaven approves, and we need to be so mindful of that. Pure air and water, cleanliness, a proper diet, purity of life, and a firm trust in God are remedies for the want of which thousands are dying. Yet these remedies are going out of date because their skillful use requires work that the people do not appreciate or effort that people are not willing to engage in. Fresh air, exercise, pure water, and clean, sweet premises are within the reach of all, but with little expense. But drugs are expensive, both in the outlay of means and the effect produced upon the system. And I want to tell you about an effect upon the system that drugs today have. Sometimes we think, oh, that was drugs back then. There are all kinds of drugs that just had terrible effects upon the system. And we know that every drug today has tremendous side effects. But I want to tell you about another effect that dawned on me in a new way recently as it hit very close to home. <clears throat> My brother left the hospital yesterday after a 21-day stay. He had hoped to be in the hospital three or four days, that's what he was told, for a simple colon resection when his colonoscopy showed that he had a malignancy. It was laparoscopic, that sounds simple, and yet things didn't go so well. He had a leakage and he still has drainage from the incision right now. He did go home, they, they put in a drain and he's at home. I know they don't want to do surgery yet because he has MRSA. And so he's been, he's had a pick line and he's been on IV uh, antibiotics of all sorts, including the vancomycin used to um, address the MRSA. And it dawned on me, the reason my brother has cancer, I believe, is that while he had borderline diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, problems urinating, sexual problems, he was medicated for all of those and went merrily along his way. But he didn't get a medication for cancer prevention. That's the one they're looking for, the cure for cancer. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, that's the effect that the drugs had on him. He wasn't having any horrendous side effects. He just didn't have any of the warning symptoms of being ill. 
And so now he's in big trouble. And I thought, what a despicable plan this is to medicate all of our warning signs so that we can get really sick. So drugs are expensive in many, many ways. And uh, that's just another one. What's our best resource? This is among the best, I believe, um, because it's a compilation that not only talks about the foods that we eat, and we are focusing more on that than any of the other laws of health today, even though we're going to touch on, uh, on the others. But Council on Diet and Foods has um, not only all the specific councils that are just as valuable today as they were when they were written, but the chapters in the beginning of this book, if you're not very familiar with it, I urge you to become so. The reasons for reform and the second chapter, diet and spirituality, the correlation between what we eat and how we eat, when we eat, the combinations in which we eat, have so much to do with our spirituality. And these are the things that we need to be studying and very familiar with, um, in addition to the specific councils. There's just many, many um, uh, other areas of this book that I urge you to become familiar with. There are others, of course, councils on health, medical ministry, and um, throughout the spirit of prophecy. And these books pull, pull uh, information from uh, throughout the writings. So the important thing that we understand is that this is a saving health message. From Psalm 67, God be merciful unto us and bless us that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Now, of course, there are many ways to conduct health ministry. You know, it might be taking a loaf of bread next door or um, just visiting uh, a friend and giving them a, a neck massage. But what we're talking about today um, is conducting and, and beyond that, but you understand what I'm saying. There are many ways to practice health ministry, but what we're talking about today is conducting a seminar in your church or community. And naturally, I'm the most familiar with the Stepfast program and so that's what I'll be sharing. But the mechanics of this program uh, translate into other programs as well, one you might design yourself or one you might choose yourself uh, of a, another program. But I want to just give you a few testimonies of some people that I have met recently. Patrice uh, came to the Veggie Fest in Richmond, Virginia, and there she met the Stepfast team. They had a booth there, and they were promoting their upcoming Stepfast seminar. She attended that seminar and the vegetarian supper club meetings that they would have month after month. And I met her at one of those supper clubs uh, recently. In um, 2010, she attended an Amazing Facts evangelistic series. And she's the one that's telling me all of this because she's just really ready to be baptized. She's so excited. And uh, she said now she's coming to church and she, um, watching Adventist programming on television. She continues to come to the Supper Club and she's just really, really excited, not only about the uh, benefits that she's receiving from 
engaging in a healthy lifestyle, but also about her newfound faith and uh, learning about the present truth in the Adventist church. This is Suzanne. She also attended a Stepfast seminar that she heard of, I believe it was through the Vegetarian Society. In Richmond, they work very closely together. And, um, and right after that, she studied with a pastor, with Pastor Bob Banks, and was baptized. And, um, and this was right after Stepfast came out. I was still in the area, and it's like, wow, this is amazing. She just came to a Stepfast seminar, was baptized. We're just going to be baptizing them like that. Well, I think the Lord just gave me Suzanne to encourage me because it doesn't always happen like that, as you well know. And she's gone on to uh, assist with Stepfast seminars. Rusty is dear to my heart because she was my mail lady for six years. And since I was at home and working out of my home, um, I got to interact with her a lot. And so I invited her to a Bible study that we were having Sabbath afternoons. And she came to that, and then she watched Net 99, um, the video series, and she was so excited. She, she recorded all of the videotapes on cassette tape and listened to them in her car over and over. And then she started giving them out at the post office, and um, she was just on fire. And now uh, she's been baptized, and she's a head deaconess at um, the Luray, Virginia Adventist Church. Just a tremendous blessing. Kelly is just an amazing person. Um, he came to the Stepfast Seminar, and he'd just bring people with him. The first night of Stepfast, I guess he'd been before, I'm not sure, but anyway, he knew it was a program, you know, that was going to be several nights, uh, several weeks. And so he uh, asked some friends to come and said, why don't you come to the seminar with me tonight? And so they said, well, okay. In fact, this person had already engaged in a vegan diet, was recovering from cancer, has been cancer-free for some time. Um, and when they got there, she and two friends, oh, this is going to go on for three weeks? Well, okay. And they paid their $59 for one night. And yet <laughs> they stayed and they came every night. Um, throughout the seminar. But he continues that the supper club where I met him, he brought six friends. He just, and then the, the next supper club, they brought friends. And so he just has this contagious uh, enthusiasm about health, and he is not an Adventist, but he just keeps bringing people to the meetings. This is the lady that I was talking about, his friend, who attended the Stepfast program. She was told that um, her prognosis was grim. That's what the doctor told her. And she went on, um, on the program, and she's been cancer-free. She's a Christian, and she just gives God all the glory. And so this, you know, it, it happens different ways, different times. Um, she's one that, already a Christian, interested in health, and, you know, um, she's just having a growing experience. Some people will have no spiritual experience at all uh, when they come to a seminar. But we are to teach health from a biblical perspective and then instill confidence in God's program that this is the program that the Creator has in mind for you because He put the laws of health in your body. And this is what people need to understand. But we need to encourage a, a renewing of the mind as well. 
not just physical health, and invite them to study the Bible. And then pray for the Holy Spirit to bring them to surrender. But some, sometimes people come to Christ first, and then they are able to surrender their health habits. It's actually easier that way <laughs> uh, for people to engage in the program, obviously, because they've got the Lord's help all along the way. I'm sure you're all very familiar with, with this quote, but I think it bears repeating. Christ's method alone will give true success with the people. He mingled among men as one who sought their good. He ministered to their needs and won their confidence. Then he bade them, follow me. Now, I know that you all have some knowledge of health, but as you continue to study so that you can present, be sure that you are engaging in prayer about this matter and um, that you're uh, interacting with the people. You know, I've been to a seminar before where they were so busy doing, you know, getting the samples ready and the handouts ready and that there was little time to engage with the people who had come. And we need to be sure that we get a team together so that there are plenty of people to um, interact with them and show them compassion, educate them, and then invite them to study and to, to get to know the Lord. Okay, let's look at some of the mechanics here. Um, I want to mention that the Stepfast program is a video program that um, I will show you who the presenters are in just a, a moment and a little bit more about it, but um, there is a seminar guide on a CD-ROM as well as the DVDs with the video programs, the, the video presentations. And on that CD, there's an overview of a lot of what I'm going to share here. The seminar guide that tells you how to plan and execute your seminar, all the handouts. So all the work is done for you uh, with this program. So in planning a seminar, obviously you need to choose the topic, and you may want to choose something that's seasonal. Now this would be if you're not using somebody else's program, you're just going to do your own program. And there are lots of things that you could do. You could do a great seminar on common sense cuisine, how it's a lot less expensive to eat natural foods, uh, and it's going to be the best thing for your health. Uh, maybe a garden to table or just a weight loss seminar. There are just lots and lots of themes that you could choose considering uh, who your audience would be, the time of year, is it uh, the holiday season, that kind of thing. Um, and yet you may also then want to just choose a program. Now there are lots of programs that you can choose from. Um, you're probably familiar with Dr. Nedley's uh, depression recovery program, your, uh, the CHIP program. The STEPFAST program is a little bit easier to conduct than the CHIP program. It's not quite as intense. It's um, a little bit more affordable for the church and for the presenters. And uh, the CHIP program has acknowledged that and endorsed the Stepfast program from the beginning. You're a good program for a smaller church that doesn't have as many people and you know could, could execute a seminar this way. Um, some people who have done CHIP have then done Stepfast as a follow-up seminar. So there are uh, different ways that you can do it. Another way is to choose a cookbook. This is my cookbook, but you could choose any cookbook and make that your textbook. 
most vegetarian cookbooks um, that have been written by Adventists have a lot of health information in them, and you could cook your way through a seminar using a cookbook. So that's another um, possibility. Then you want to form a team. Now, I don't know if you're from big churches and you've got lots of people who are ready to go to work or not, but we'll uh, assume that you have some people because it would be, it's tough to do it by yourself. I've done it by myself a few times. That's why I did this video series, <laughs> so that we, I didn't have to keep doing it over and over by myself. Uh, although I would always have a few helpers, but I was traveling and, uh, and pretty much uh, working by myself. Okay, you obviously need a coordinator. You need uh, people who are doing some marketing and getting the word out there. Uh, there are job descriptions, by the way, on the Stepfast CD-ROM for all of these uh, <coughs> positions. A registrar, a registrar, someone to coordinate all the handouts, a facilitator or an MC who's going to actually lead out in the seminar, uh, then a kitchen coordinator who's going to, that's her smiling face near the middle there, uh, the blonde, and, uh, and she's going to need some helpers. And it needs to be decided who's going to do demonstrations and that kind of thing. Uh, you need someone to set up the room. You need someone to man the book table and natural foods if you're going to sell those, and then someone to do cleanup, which may or may not be the same person as the setup. So basically, you need to consider all of those things and not go into it just thinking it's going to happen. It needs to be well organized. This is one of the most important things is to market your seminar well. I unfortunately have been a part of too many seminars that were well planned, well executed, and there were three people there. And it's a lot of effort for not a lot of people. And sometimes we're so busy preparing for the seminar that we don't do the marketing. And um, here are some of the things that I know work. Um, there was a walkathon recently for diabetes, and there was going to be a wellness vi uh, village there. Actually, it's, it's coming up in September. And they're going to have table space that anybody could set up. And so it would be a great place to set up to market your upcoming seminar. Okay, that's what I'm talking about with all of these. Uh, health Expo, the Veggie Fest, a vegetarian supper club could be a, a prelude to a seminar or follow-up. Um, a vegetarian tasting extravaganza, that's a lot of fun. And I know a church that would have one of those every year. And it would, but that's all they would do. They would just have the community come in for a Sunday afternoon and taste all these things and get all these recipes. And oh boy, this would be a great way to launch a step fest seminar or some kind of health seminar. Uh, booths at the county fair, health food stores, church bulletins, nothing is more effective or important than personal invitation. This is what brings people. Invite them, go pick them up, and bring them to the seminar. Public service announcements and press releases have their place too, but I can remember sort of relying on those in the past, thinking people are going to read this and come. Well, guess what? They don't. It, that doesn't work well at all. It may remind somebody, but you've got to do a lot more marketing than that. Okay, so what is STEPFAST? Well, interestingly enough, it also is an acronym for the eight laws of health, as you can see. 
Um, and they are sunshine, temperance, exercise, proper diet, fabulous water. We had trouble with that one. First we had fluid intake. I think David DeRose came up with that one. And I thought that's really good. But somebody else <laughs> changed it to fabulous water. Uh, air, pure and fresh. Sleep, rest, and recreation. And trust in divine power. And just as with New Start, trust in divine power is the foundation of it all. And so that is covered. The laws of health are covered in the DVD series. And these topics are touched upon as well. Heart disease, hypertension, healthy brain, weight control, boosting the immune system, stress management, diabetes, fitness, vegetarian cuisine basics. And we go over you know, all the basics of uh, preparing healthy breakfasts and using whole grains and all those kinds of things. But we also touch on some different ethnic cuisine, Asian, Spanish, African-American. We have a little segment on kids' stuff and, um, and just an overall uh, cooking segment on 10 of the 12 video programs, each of which, by the way, is about a half hour long. And they're fast-paced with you know, different segments. It's just not just one person talking the whole time. Um, and uh, one of them, the, um, rather than a cooking segment, we have a hydrotherapy segment. And, um, and then, I forget the other one, I think they're the, the, that's the one where we just have like a potluck. Everybody brings something and uh, there's not a cooking segment where you actually do demonstrations. Okay, um, there's also a segment on using simple herbs and um, in addition to that, there is a segment on maximizing your devotional life, how to have your morning devotions. So it's a very practical segment, you know, about how to start drinking your water in the morning and how to start, um, how to have uh, um, the description of a devotional prayer, he calls it, and, uh, and an encouragement to have that quiet time in the morning. Some of the presenters, Dr. David DeRose with Compass Health and uh, Weimar Center of, what do they call it, Health and Education now? They've changed it from Weimar Institute. Um, anyway, Dr. Zeno Charles Marcel from Montemorelos. Don McIntosh is actually the commentator throughout, introduces each segment, uh, which ties it all together. Fred Harding, uh, you can find him at positivechoices.com. He's also the one who started bibleinfo.com. Dr. Neil Nedley from Weimar and Nedley Health Solutions. Tim Arnott, who is not too far from here uh, as well, up in Paradise. He was with the Lifestyle Center of America. John Scharfenberg um, was also uh, part of this program, and uh, Skip McCarty, who authored the program Beyond Coping. He's a pastor who learned that the most successful outreach programs were stress management programs. They had a very universal appeal. And so he shares that program with us. Winston Craig from Andrews um, also shares about phytochemicals and uh, does a segment on herbs. I lead out in the um, cooking segments, but uh, 
I have different people, Jody, um, no, she doesn't assist in one of those, but um, uh, Diane Perguson and Erica Nedley assist me, and we do some different types of cuisine, uh, Zinho Gosto, um, so that's how we do the cooking segments. So there's cooking demonstrations on the video, but we really encourage that you do some additional uh, cooking demonstrations. People love to see the live demonstrations. And we have a recipe handout for every program and instruct you exactly, you know, make this ahead, demonstrate this, and, you know, because we figured out what works. And, uh, but it's, you know, can be altered in any way. Harold Meyer leads out in the fitness segment, and Jody Schaffner uh, does the stocking your pantry segment. Erica Nedley, couldn't figure, couldn't find a picture of her without Neil. I'm not sure how that is. <laughs> um, and um, as I said, she assisted with the cooking and Diane Perguson as well. Okay, uh, Diane also came to one of the Richmond um, supper clubs, I believe it was. Well, no, I think she, no, she came to the part of the Stepfast seminar there. Now on the seminar guide, you will have, as I've said, an overview of all these things, including even an order of events, just how to, how to lay it out. And you'll have a registration form, you'll have a, an evaluation form, all the things that are really important. Um, in addition to demonstrating a recipe, I'm gonna go over that in just a minute. You have all of these handouts and more. I didn't even list them all but these are just ready for you to print out. These are PDF files and you just pull them up on the CD and, and print them out and copy them. Actually, what a lot of people do for a Stepfast seminar is build a binder. They, they give them a binder and with dividers and they just put their handouts in there and you know they walk away with a really nice binder. Another way to do it, however, rather than printing the recipes for every seminar, is to actually include a book as part of the seminar, a cookbook. And all the Stepfest recipes are in this book. So that way they have a really nice cookbook. It, by the way, is coming out in hardback. We've had uh, some issues with this particular cover. And um, they will be available in just a couple of weeks, but they're doing pre-sales for this at the Amazing Facts Booth, Amazing Facts is a publisher of the cookbook and the distributor of Stepfast uh, now. So that's how you can acquire them. Okay, uh, so you have all the recipe handouts, a recap of the fitness focus that was presented on each segment. We even talk about dining out. There's a little um, segment on the videos of a couple going out to eat and and how to order a healthy meal, even if it's not on the menu precisely. Um, a handout about the exercise segment, that uh, exercise is even better than you thought. Um, several Bible studies actually are a part of the program too. That's um, the one getting our money's worth is a Bible study uh, from uh, Isaiah 66, I believe it is. God's perspective on dessert is another one, and uh, there are a number of Bible studies that uh, are already done that are, make good handouts as well. 
Fasting, we cover a little bit. Um, we do a juicing segment, and um, you could um, discuss that further about different types of fasting if you are familiar with that. But we have um, a, a handout regarding that, as well as one on menus. Um, there's an accompanying handout for the stress management segment and a healthy lifestyle schedule on just suggesting to people how they can work a healthy lifestyle into their day. Okay, I wanna talk just a little bit about demonstrating a recipe. Some people think, I just wouldn't have a clue how to real, what would I really do? I hear this, and for some people it comes naturally. You just, you know how to do it and you just get up and talk about how to do it. But uh, let's just briefly, this is all on the CD-ROM. But let's just briefly go over this. Um, for one thing, it really works well if you have, if you're doing a step fast program and have a step fast apron. And when you buy the um, step fast program and the cookbook, you get a free apron. Or you can order the aprons from WearGuard. Just order them just the way they are. And uh, we've never marked them up at all. You can just order them and it's actually the, easiest way to get them. Um, and if everybody has them who's on the team, it's, it really just looks like a more cohesive program. The way to set up for a demonstration is to have a tray and have everything on that tray that you're going to need. And be real careful to go through the steps. It's easy to get up there and, oh, I don't have a spoon. And it just is sort of disruptive if you have to continually ask for something. I've done that a lot. So I know how disruptive it is. So double check and make sure you have everything that you need on your tray. It's nice to use glass bowls so that people can see uh, what you're doing. And there's little glass condiment cups. You can use little plastic cups. There are more and more things available today. Um, so that's uh, usually not too much of a challenge. Be sure that you have the cookie sheet there or the casserole dish and go ahead and put it in there and it helps. Uh, it's very effective if you have a cooked, prepared version of what you're making or if it's something you're just whipping up like a cheese sauce, for instance, to go ahead and put it over the broccoli or the baked potato and serve it up so that they can really see. Rather than just, and you'll get a sample of this later, because the sample tray, usually the sample plate may or may not look all that great. It's a little glob of this and it's just little samples. And it's not as, usually you can do a full serving much more tastefully. So it's, I think that's a really good idea to serve it um, with several serving suggestions if you can. Um, be sure that you're talking about the nutritional value as well as give them the location, the name and the location of the recipe in their handouts so that they can follow along. And um, as it says there, just some obvious things that this is either simple to make or it's, it's just for special occasions or that kind of thing. And um, I think more and more we need to present recipes with things that are easy to obtain. 
Another thing you can do is to have things for sale that are a little unusual. For instance, if you have a recipe that, is, that contains nutritional yeast flakes, well, that's not something that most people are familiar with or would have any idea where to get. And if you have some of those available for sale, it's not like you're going to make money on those, but if they're just there, then people are going to be much more likely to uh, make that recipe. So that's uh, among a number of things that you might want to have on hand. So again, any uh, unusual ingredients. Most important is to explain the nutritional advantage of different ingredients, why you would use brown rice instead of white rice, and why you would use extra virgin olive oil rather than corn oil. You know, those kinds of things. It's a, it's a time to teach nutritional principles as well as just, and now we're going to add this and this and this, but talk about each ingredient as you go along. There is a quick cooking and cleanup tips handout that talks about everything from just throw a piece of lemon rind in there. You don't have to grate that lemon rind if it's a blender recipe. And uh, I've seen recipes where you grate the lemon and then you put it in the blender. And it's like, well, I don't think you need to do that. Um, especially if you have a Vitamix, it's gonna blend it up. And, um, and, and quick cleanup tips. We all know about putting the last bit of water in the blender and then putting that in the, um, uh, in the recipe to clean out the blender. So there are some little tips like that that you can add. You might want to point out if the recipe freezes well, uh, what other recipes it could be incorporated into, and, uh, and then serving suggestions. And just be happy and make it fun. That's the most important thing. And uh, I often will bring somebody up, especially a simple recipe, and put an apron on them and, you know, let them get involved. Okay, what about sharing some things that are not in the spirit of prophecy? Is there new light? We would say, well, no, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, that's true, but this quote I think is very interesting. Our workers should use their knowledge of the laws of life and health. They should study from cause to effect. And we should teach others to do the same thing. Read the best authors on these subjects and obey religiously that which your reason tells you is truth. So that says to me that we're going to be increasing our knowledge, testing it to the Bible and the spirit of prophecy, to be sure that it is in accordance with the principles that we know to be true. And then it only makes sense to share those too. Be sure that your information is uh, well-founded. Um, who can think of something that might fall into this category? Genesis. But I'm saying uh, something China that, study. I'm sorry? The China study. The China study. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, new findings about soy, the things that are there. You know, how when people eat lots of tofu, for instance, and soy products that are not uh, refined, that they're experiencing great health benefits. That would be a wonderful thing to share. 
the particulars of which you would not find in uh, councils on diet and foods. Yes. Right, right. Yeah, it, it can be tricky. There's so much information out there that sometimes people will challenge you uh, with, you know, for instance, uh, just an example that comes to mind is I had someone who said, well, cinnamon, I've learned, is just really, really good for diabetes. And, you know, like this is the key to managing diabetes for this person. And uh, I could tell he wasn't particularly on a weight management program and you know, and so sometimes we just have to encourage to the principles that we know to be true when someone brings something like that up. Okay. Now, you may want to include some extra segments that just happen to be uh, happening in your life. You know, if it's gardening season, I just love to share about gardening because I love to garden. Um, but say it's cold season, you might want to just do an extra little 10 minute segment on how to prevent the common cold. You feel the cold coming on, you know, the hot and cold shower, the echinacea, the oil of oregano, whatever you know works for you that, uh, again, is, is based on those sound principles. Um, or maybe some healthy convenience foods. If we're telling people not to eat these things that are convenient junk foods, Let's face it, everybody's not going to immediately start cooking everything from scratch from Whole Foods. Um, so we need to share some things that are readily available. And so that would be a good thing uh, to share as well. I'm not necessarily promoting those veggie chips, but um, sometimes we need to show people they can grab uh, something that is prepared. Personal favorites is what I love to share. Um, soy curls we actually do use in the Stepfast program, and they're just my favorite fast food because they can be hydrated and flavored and thrown into all kinds of recipes. You can make chicken salad, you can squeeze them out after you hydrate them and, and make a barbecue sauce and roast them a little bit. I mean, they're just so good. In fact, my brother. He was home for two days during that 21-day stay, actually. He came home and went back to the hospital. He was all about, he made me go get the crock pot and said, now what kind of beans should I be eating? And, um, and I fixed him barbecued soy curls and he thought they were fabulous. So, you know when you have a listening ear, but people like them. Um, tofu, of course, most people don't have a clue how to prepare it. And so some of your best tofu recipes are always a good thing to share. I did a seminar on this very topic, realizing that this is the issue, that most people do know better than they do, but they can't overcome overeating. And when I look back 22 years ago, when I was overeating all the time, and I look at how God helped me, with the principles, all the principles of a healthy lifestyle and the particular things of not eating between meals, drinking water between meals, and focus on those things. If we just tell people, well, don't eat that, eat this, and stop overeating, it's very difficult. 
they need some specific tips as well as the power of God uh, to overcome this habit. And so this is a, another topic that you might consider. Some of these things are incorporated in the Stepfast program, but you may have others that you want to just share. Um, I love to tell people I like to cook while I'm sleeping, and I do that by baking granola in the oven overnight at uh, the lowest temperature. I always, um, this is something that you need to know too, uh, for a seminar, if you're going to make granola, you really need some plastic gloves. I've seen people do that without them, and it's really not very uh, appetizing. <laughs> um, and, uh, and you avoid the mess. It's, it's just really a good, good thing to invest in. Uh, they're very available today. And teaching people how to cook overnight with a crock pot, whether it's beans or grains, is very valuable. Um, and just showing them how to do advanced preparation, whether it's a celery that you prepare and put in a uh, Tupperware or uh, cutting up a pineapple all at one time and having it ready, uh, salad fixings, that kind of thing. Advanced preparation is really key. Green smoothies is something that I love to share. I make them a lot with fresh pineapple and big handfuls of parsley and uh, it's just another quick way, and you can put a little protein powder. I found some protein powder the other day. It's, um, and I don't necessarily share this a lot because some people will think, well, I'll just, I'll just always drink breakfast, you know. Uh, but this was all kinds of sprouted, or organic sprouted grains, and it's a, a protein powder. And so not a bad thing to throw into a green smoothie, especially on a day when you're just flying out the door. Um, another topic is eating whole foods as grown and what is this GMO business and how did it all come about? There's a lot to learn about that. Um, why is organic better? What is certified naturally grown? This is actually a certification that a lot of people are getting that is close to being organic but it doesn't have all the stipulations of being organically grown which is quite difficult actually. All your seeds have to be organic and uh, with no spray to preserve them and so there there's actually some difficulties there but um, this is another topic with good information <coughs> I don't have a picture of his book here but uh, seeds of deception <coughs> is uh, a good book that you can read about that this is another uh, wonderful resource Bob Gregory has done a lot of uh, work in this area. Berea Gardens Center in West Virginia, um, he has training programs there. People actually come for five-day programs or two weeks and uh, really learn how to, to do some gardening and learn a lot about um, the whole business of uh, GMO and organically grown and so forth. Those tomatoes are in my backyard and I just want to tell you, anybody can grow a garden. I'm married to a builder, and we've moved a lot in five years, and we've had a garden in a different place every year. And most recently, we've moved back to Virginia, and we have a dear friend who just plowed up two strips of ground for us, just left the grass in between, and he brought in two loads of topsoil with some um, aged manure, horse manure, and 
we just had the most beautiful tomatoes we've ever had. And we're, we were so blessed. We, you know how you can have this wilt at the bottom? Well, that's in Virginia, a lot of humidity. Um, and it's a fungus that actually comes up you know, from the soil. Um, or you might have blossom end rot, or you might have tomato worms. Um, and we've had none of that until recently, right before I left. I said, oh, we've got a tomato worm, look, all the leaves are gone up here. And they were real tall because we didn't have full sun. So they were reaching for the sky because there was a little bit of shade there. And uh, yet the Lord blessed us and we've grown some really wonderful tomatoes. So I encourage you to encourage others to do this. We also do some winter gardening and I love to share about this. This is our cloche and this is the way it is assembled. Um, I don't know if you can see, there are two rods there. There's a fiberglass rod, we cover it with plastic and then we put another rod and um, that way you can just go to the side of that and lift the plastic up and you know pick what you want and put it right back down. You don't have to tear the whole thing off, you know. And it snowed about six inches and uh, we were able to just uncover that and there's our little bed of greens and we had all that, kinds of... the two strips that your friend did? Where you now well, that was one strip at another place. But it was very similar to that, and we did the same thing there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it just extends your growing season. And back in Virginia and Tennessee, you can grow greens all year, all through, throughout the winter, um, with a cloche like that, because it's so low to the ground, if, and, and the sun just heats that thing up incredibly, and the ground there just never gets cold. So even, we had um, single-digit temperatures and it still survived. So it's really a blessing, and I love to, to share that with people. Okay, so whatever your personal experience is, that additionally you can share throughout your seminar. And ever keep in mind that the goal in teaching health principles, keep before the mind the great object of reform, that its purpose is to secure the highest development of body and mind and soul show that the laws of nature, being the laws of God, are designed for our good and that obedience to them promotes happiness in this life and aids in the preparation for the life to come. That's what's so important. And naturally, we do that gradually. It is an entering wedge, this health message, but we want to be sure that that's where we're leading people to. We need to let them know this text, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. And we focus on their physical health, but we want them to understand that Jesus is the life giver. The promise from Jer Jeremiah, thy bruise is incurable and thy wound is grievous. We are all in big trouble. Every individual with these kinds of health problems is in terrible trouble. But the promise is, I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord. And we know that sin is the greatest wound that we have, and that God has promised to redeem and restore us, restore his image in us. You may not know that the title, Step Fast, actually comes from the spirit of prophecy. This was written in 1854. Those who embrace the truth now will have to step fast. 
So that's uh, the origin of that title. And there again is my contact information. I'd love to hear from you. I have a toll-free number you can call, and uh, I'm there to support you in whatever health ministry you're doing. Okay, are there any other questions or, yes? It is, you know, um, the information is basically, you know, a, a presentation, say, on hypertension. What causes it and, and how to address it through health, uh, through diet and lifestyle. Um, I would say that proof positive had more of an influence on the development of Stepfast than anything. I was working with Dr. Nedley at the time, just previous to that. And uh, the, the Lord just sort of gave me this vision to do a program. In fact, I at first was going to just gather people together that we could do seminars. I was looking for a team. I was by myself at the time. And, um, and then I thought we should videotape these so that we have them rather than constantly, you know, people aren't going to be able to travel all over the place. And then I realized that just a videotape of a presentation like today, if this was videotaped, is not usually the best. So we did it just as a video production. And that's how it happened. So if you think Proof Positive is still up to date, then Stepfast is still up to date because it's very similar. Vivian. As you know, Barbara, I've had a health class in my home weekly for a number, for over a year. And Stepfast is my, one of my very favorite resources. Well, praise I, the Lord. I highly recommend it. The, the DVDs are wonderful. Praise the Lord. Okay. Could you all hear what she said? Good. Okay. Any uh, Anything else you want to share that you're doing that works? Or you have a question? Okay. Well, my understanding is of two things that we need to be concerned about with soy. One is that you want to avoid genetically modified soy. Um, most soy grown in this country is genetically modified. And um, as long as it is not genetically modified, that's, that's one of the main issues. Uh, and as long as something is organic, it's not going to be GMO. Okay. The second thing is that you want to avoid soy protein isolate. You want to eat the whole food. And so that soy beans or um, soy curls, for instance, are processed food, obviously, but it's, it includes the whole soy. It's not just the protein extracted from, uh, from the bean. And uh, tofu is not completely a whole food. Some of the fiber is removed. But other than that, it is a, a whole, you know, the, the whole, it's not soy protein isolate. So that's what you want to avoid. What about soy milk? Soy milk is, um, if it's organic, it's not going to be genetically modified. Silk happens to, they say that their soybeans are in America. But it says right on every carton that it's no GMOs. And that's possible. Organic, that's possible. But it's not, it's not the whole food. Soy milk? Yeah, because you take out the fiber. And right. 
Right, but it's not isolated protein. Right. But to find out, so that something is genetically modified and not passing on. Um, if, it if it doesn't say it's not ge genetically modified, it may very well be. Um, if I, it's I have a simple system, but unfortunately it won't work for you guys here. If it, if it, if it, if, if it originates in the U.S., I assume it's genetically modified. <laughs> <laughs> if it originates in Europe uh, and it says non-GMO, then I accept it. Right, right. Yeah, the, the whole uh, GMO well, business has been everything. rejected. Well, is in everything. Exactly. Um, there is, the, you know, the co little codes that are on fruits and vegetables. Who knows? Do you know? that? What is the code for... Um, genetically modified. I can't remember right. Do you know? Organic is five numbers and it starts with a nine. Okay. Organic is five numbers and starts with a nine. If it's four, then it's just, it could be. Right. It's just conventionally grown. Where do you find those numbers? You know, on the little uh, sticker that's on every fruit or vegetable. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you say that again? Do you know, yeah, I can. Do you know if there's any link Mm -hmm. It does seem odd. I personally think it has more to do with the hybridization of wheat and how it's been abused in this country and, uh, and overused is a better word. Is there a way to avoid eating certain kind of wheat so you don't get allergic to gluten? I really don't know. I just stay away from it. <laughs> I'm a person. I had infantile eczema. And I thought that it was just dairy products. Um, and yet, I actually, if I stay away from gluten, I'm totally free of eczema symptoms. So, and I don't, and, and I've had that all my life before they were genetic, and wheat is not something we typically worry about being GMO. So I think it's more the hybridization of it and its overuse uh, that has developed allergies. Yes. What's your thoughts on carrageenan and uh, milk? I was going to bring that up. Um, I don't think that carrageenan is healthful, um, from what I understand. Um, it has been linked to colon cancer, and yet its occasional use I don't think would be horrible. I just noticed um, I brought with me <laughs> some little uh, Eden soy um, individual. Uh, cartons of milk, and uh, and it has kombu, which I guess is different from carrageenan. Oh, it is? I thought it was a type of seaweed as well. It is a seaweed. Kombu seaweed. Uh, so it doesn't have carrageenan in it. I thought, oh, here's finally one. So. Uh huh. It's Eden soy. And so you just have to read those labels. And, What's wrong uh, with that uh, carrageenan? Is it? Uh, I don't know. I assume that it, it does some kind of uh, leaves a residue in the in, body. in the in the colon in oh. particular. Because most of the um, soya bean, um, almond milk that you buy at health food stores, mm -hmm. they all have that carrageenan. Oh, right. It it's it's a thickener. Yeah. How about that lecithin stuff in in the milk or or ice cream? 
L-E. Lecithin, soy lecithin. That's a healthful product as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Pearson mentioned in his book that soy increased cancer cells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Nobody's on the same yeah, let me just, you know, people will say, well, soy has, has plant estrogens in it. And that estrogen, we shouldn't be eating estrogen foods. But the way that I understand it is the plant estrogens, they are phyto, the phytoestrogens, you know, in the breast, there are estrogen receptors. And the um, soy is actually, the estrogen in soy is actually protective because it will... Uh, the receptor will receive that estrogen, but it doesn't stimulate the estrogen receptor. And then when another type of estrogen tries to enter that receptor, it's like a, a lock with a key already in it. The key doesn't fit and stimulate the estrogen receptor, but no other key can get in there. So that's how it's protective, actually, rather than stimulating. And this is what I have had um, many Adventist health professionals, um, and I'm certain that uh, Winston Craig would verify this. Yes. Just wondering, um, the discussions that we've had over the last 10 minutes get into the what I call the minute details. How important is it to stay away from these minute details when we're in evangelistic mode? That's a, such a good point. Such a good point. The better thing is to, to steer away. You know, it's like when people ask, what kind of water should I drink? Just drink some water. Yeah. You know, um, some people are horrified. Since I've been here, I'm just not picky about taste. That's how I've narrowed my diet um, so easily. Not that I don't eat food that's good, but I can drink water that doesn't taste perfect. And I've been filling up my water. I'm not paying another $2.95 for a bottle of water in this city. Um, and so I fill it up in my room, and whatever's in that water is not going to kill me or hurt me over three days. Um, sometimes we really focus on minutia, and I'm not saying that it, we can't suggest what would be the best kind of water to drink, but... Um, yeah, well, if, you're going to, if you're in a situation where someone isn't drinking water at all, you know... Exactly. It, you know, it, if they drank city water, it'd be better than no water. Right, it'd be better than Pepsi. I think at times we can scare people it's overwhelming when we talk about all these different things and yet I think we need to have a knowledge of them questions will arise you'll have somebody in the group who you know like you say they're reading other literature and they've, they've got some of this information That's a very good point. So yeah, so talk about so uh, talk about estrogen. Yes, right. Exactly. Exactly. 
The main thing that we want to accomplish is to encourage people to eat fruits, grains, nuts, and vegetables in as close of state as, as, as close to natural as possible and prepared simply. So that's our job is to, uh, in, in the area of food in particular, we want to also talk about exercise and drinking water and all of the various laws of health because the assimilation of these nutrients doesn't happen well if we're not doing, uh, observing all the laws of health. But it's, it's those major areas to, um, and not constantly be talking about the ills of animal products we want to mention some of that, but we don't want to just go, you just don't eat this, just don't eat that. We want to prepare whole plant foods that God created and, and that we know are best for our bodies. Amen. Yes. Um, recently, you know Dr. Oz's counterpart, the one that's on the radio, Dr. Rawson? Yes. He had a series on, say, pertaining to like, if you take too much uh, calcium citrate too much, it might clog your arteries up. And I was a little confused, and I stopped taking so much calcium citrate. What is your take on this? It's kind Eat of oranges. confusing and <laughs> scary to me because um, I have had open heart surgery, and my arteries had been calcified. Right. Eat, eat arugula and almonds and um, those kinds of things. So in other words, you're saying to try to get your calcium more from plant-based stuff rather than calcium right. pills or something right. like that. Celery juice, you know, getting calcium from the, the natural plant foods, we will assimilate more of the calcium, even if it's in a smaller amount, if it's with the whole food. And Dr. Nedley explains this in the Step Fast series. When we, we talk about supplements a little bit in the Step Fast series. Okay, I think it's time for us to wrap up. Thank you so much for your attendance. I'll be here for a few minutes if you have any other questions. And may God bless you in your ministry. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI, Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www.asiministries.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.